awesome small group leaders, Beth here. I am flying solo this week. I hope you guys had an amazing week this past week in your first week back to small groups. I have heard great things that you guys have done with a nacho salsa bar, which sounds an amazing time. We did a s'mores, kind of create your own s'mores around the fire pit event. We had so many fun memories to talk about, but we also were able to invite two new people into our small group and it was amazing. And I have to share a little celebration with you guys. We have a meet and greet at church and we had one this weekend. And in the Sunday meet and greet, we had five new families two of those families were already connected in small groups and one signed up right then and there for a small group. And then the other two families were like, yes, sign us up. We're going to go look on the website and do all that investigating. So thank you guys so much for welcoming in new people. They said the reason why they stay is one, because our Kidman is rad, but also because everyone at Crosspoint is so welcoming and so inviting. And so you guys are doing a great job job caring for the new people that God brings into Crosspoint. So I can't even say how stoked I am for that. We have a couple of announcements. One of those is winter camp. I think they have a few open spots for student ministries. And so make sure you encourage the people in your small group. If they have students to sign up, it is a lifetime adventure. Lifetime changes are made there. It's so much fun. So make sure you're encouraging people in your small group to sign up. And then hello where the ladies at we have women's retreat is coming up and so if you have ladies in your small group which you all do right make sure that you invite them to this event it is going to be just so cool to be able to have the women gather together in community once again and then also there's a men's breakfast that is coming up this weekend so we have something for the ladies we have something for the men it's really awesome to hear I was talking talking with Grant Bell. He's talking about how excited he is for the men's ministry's kind of new launch with their new logo and all of this fun stuff. So make sure you invite your men to join you, small group leader, into the men's breakfast. And then small group leader female, you will invite them to join you at women's retreat. That would be so cool for you guys to just be able to have that community together. I know last year, most of my small group went and we got to hang out together and it was so fun for me. So just something for you guys as a way to bond and be tightly knit in your small group. Now let's get into the intersect. It was such a good message and it just teed up so perfectly for the first week that we're probably going to be into small groups. However, I do need to tell you that after our small group discussions with so many of you, our leader check-ins, this is a perfect time for you guys to be able to ask hard questions. And you're not really asking hard questions of, hey, I see some warning signs in your life, which you probably should do, but we teed it up for you to be able to have a hard conversation, but it's printed in the intersect. So they'll be prepared for it. They know it's coming. If they don't show up, you can always call them and say, hey, did you get to your intersect this week? But really teed up to be able to start off the small group season really well. But I will say some of you are going to be upset because these are tough questions. Starting with the first one, we just dove right in. We're like, yeah, let's jump off the Titanic. Here we go. 
How do you tend to react in situations where you're in a group of people who are very different from you? One of the things that Steve hit on is that the first church was all kinds of people discovering and following Jesus. I mean, from all walks, all nationalities, just very, very different from one another. And yet they were able to be successful in how they pursued people and the gospel. But they were only able to do that by checking their hearts and putting God first. And so this is a great question of, hey, we're in small group and we have all kinds of people in our small group. Some sitting across from you that you may have very, very different beliefs in how you raise your children, how you do marriage, how you do being single, how you vote, all of those different things. But yet we can be in a group together and still honor God really, really well. And this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to fight up against the enemy and really check our hearts. And I just, I want to you to not skip that first question because that's a good temperature check, pulse check of how people are feeling at the beginning of the night. And then it's kind of like a choose your own adventure from there. If they're ready to just jump in and get it, but if there's some anxiety or hesitations to really be able to speak into that and listen and have empathy, but also push a little bit of, okay, is this a God honoring response? Is this a thing that you feel like will bring unity to the kingdom? Or is this something that's going to cause divisiveness in the kingdom for how you tend to react. So it's a great first question. Oh, also, if any of you guys call me Barney or Barnalina, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a talk about it later. But yeah, don't do that. That's not nice. All right. Question number two, how is the community around you loved and cared for you? And how do they frustrate you? It's the first week of small groups. And so probably not a lot of care going on, but also you want to be able to push into how did you respond to that? The reason why we ask how you respond to people loving on you is because for some people, it's really weird and they don't like it. I, as much love as I give for other people, when someone says, I'm going to do something nice for me, I'm like, oh, why? Don't do that. I don't take people caring for me really well, which, you know, super fun for my husband. But it's just one of those things that it's hard for me when people love on me. But then also this is going to be good for you guys when they say nobody cared for me and nobody frustrated me. Like I have nothing. And then it's all right. Nobody cared for you. Nobody texted you. Nobody called you. No one prayed for you. No one said hi to you. You know, being able to mind the temperature control of the room of nobody cared for me. Nobody reached out to me like, okay, really? Nobody did this, this, and this. And then if that is the case, then as a small group that we step up our game in community. Uh, number three, these are the check engine lights. Really be open and honest. It's hard for people to share these questions. My suggestion would be for you to go first as a small group leader, just to set the tone. And if you're going to set the tone and say none of them, then I guarantee you people are not going to share. People are not willing to share when you're not willing to share. And it's already a tough question, right? This is a really difficult question. And then if you're going to respond with, well, it's fine. I'm not bothered by anything. I'm perfect. I never struggle with any of these check engine lights. Then they're going to be like, yeah, me either. It's good. It's good. It's good. But if you can get in there and be super honest about it, I think it would be really good for you guys. Okay, next one is what do the following verses tell us about how we should behave in community? And so the first one, we try to go in order of this will really help you be able to answer the questions. And so don't bounce around or ping pong here, but do all of the verses because it's going to set you up then because then your follow-up questions from that going to be, well, how would you respond to that? Or how does that make you feel 
when Paul's saying this is how we should respond as Christians, because there's some things in there where it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to forgive. I don't want to do these things because it's hard. But the important reason why we're doing this is yes, we're community, but we're doing this because the better we're able to respond to one another, the more unity we have and deeper community we have, the better we are going to be able to have transformational relationships with one another, where we feel safe enough to talk back, push back, talk about things that are hurtful and painful. And so then there's growth and the Holy Spirit can come in and start to transform and our relationships grow deeper. But what happens when your relationships grow deeper with one another is you start to become outward focused because you're stronger looking out at people because you guys are healthy together. And so finding a way for you guys to be healthy and strong in community. And as you do that, then being able to push forward and say, hey, this is who my one more is. This is who the person I am praying for is. Can you come help me pray? Or, hey, we're all going to get together and do a barbecue, but I'm going to be really intentional about inviting these two people who don't know anything about Jesus. When they see friends love and care for one another, it's weird. When they see people pray for one another, it's foreign to them. And so when they start to see that community, they're like, why are they different? And I want, I want that because we want that. We're looking for that authenticity in people, but it's got to start in your group. If we want to grow the kingdom of God, we got to grow our relationship with God. And in that, the enemy is going to use people to distract us with nonsense and for us to be really, really aware so that we fight so hard against that nonsense. And then the last question is just who's someone you're struggling with and how do you handle that? And this is a great question of some honesty. I would do it in split time. And if someone's uncomfortable to share, because maybe it's someone in your group that you would follow up with them after. But then one of the things I think we as Intersect writers had a missed opportunity. And so I would love for you guys in your small groups to pull up some scripture ahead of time and say, all right, let's read this scripture together as our prayer tonight. And that our prayer isn't going to be something that is foreign. It's not going to be something where we're nervous and we don't know how to pray, but we're going to use this prayer as a way to really talk to God. And for those that are a little bit uncomfortable to pray and I don't know why. I just, I feel like maybe 1 Corinthians 13, when we talk about love, and if you would come in and start with verse four of God, help my love to be patient and kind, help my love to not be jealous or boastful or proud or rude. God, help me to not be irritable, right? Help me, God, to not have record of being wronged. Help me to rejoice when truth wins out. Help me to not give up, right? Help me to always be hopeful. Can you imagine praying that? together in a group of taking each one of those aspects of that passage and saying, man, this is what we desire in our own life, in our own relationships, in our small group, in the kingdom of God, and then for everyone to know Jesus better because my love is not irritable, because I don't give up, because I'm always hopeful. Can you imagine if we all prayed that together in our split time, what we can do for the kingdom of God, if that is the way we loved one another and loved other people? I can't even collective prayers. So that's my challenge to you guys. Kristen's going to put it in the email. She'll put it in the leader cheat sheet. Maybe today, right now, as you're listening to this, this is the way you pray. This is the way you pray for that person that I put in your small group that you didn't want me to. (laughs) 
this is the way you pray for me. This is the way we pray for people in our community that don't know Jesus that have really hurt us. This is the way we pray for our in-laws. This is the way we pray for our enemies that we would love in a way that made a difference. That's my challenge to you guys. Happy second week of small group. Please text us. Let us know how you guys are doing. I am so, 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 so incredibly grateful for you guys. Thank you. Bye.